There we go. Well, we have uh, we have been uh, virtually not alone a number of times in the Grim Griff's hive mind and in, in various other internet spaces, but this is the first time we've had a chance to sort of get to know each other. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, first of all, thank you for uh, having me on. It is a great honor to meet you, uh, even though in, in a virtual setting. Uh, although, uh, to be to be fair, uh, I was I was planning to uh, to join you guys at uh, Chino, uh, but I didn't get the chance because I had some other obligations, and uh, and then I I got my hopes up because it was supposed to have a, in February, if I'm not mistaken, or or March, the uh, the event here in in Israel. So it's very close to Cyprus and. And I really hoped uh, that I will get the chance uh, to go there. But of course, uh, we all know what happened. And uh, yeah, uh, that's my, uh, let's say, my short introduction in terms of uh, uh, my, my my proclivity to, to meet you in person, let's say. So, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll happen at some point. Yeah, and hopefully... Maybe we can even uh, host, a, let's say, a TLC uh, uh, supported, or uh, I don't know how you call it these days, uh, a similar event in Cyprus. So that will be something uh, really great. Yeah, and uh, just I, wanted to tell you a few things. Yeah, please. I told on. my I told my wife I was talking I was speaking with someone from Cyprus today, and her eyes lit up. So who knows? Maybe that that Cyprus thing will happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be great. So, yeah, a few things about me. First of all, uh, I just wanted to tell you that, uh, as you've mentioned, uh, I got the chance to uh, see you in in the various uh, virtual spaces inside the hive mind, as uh, Grim uh, calls it, um, and not only in 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 Grim's channel, but also in in Grail Country and in many other. Uh, uh, places of this uh, little corner of the internet. So some ba background from me, uh, in terms of the of the funnel, let's say, um, I, I was one of the of the people uh, that uh, I got the chance to um, to read um, Jordan uh, Peterson's work, especially the the maps of uh, of meaning um, before. The incident, let's say, that skyrocket him, and, and, and the reason was uh, because of my uh, my career. I am a, a also a cognitive scientist, so I'm dealing with uh, cognition and particularly with a technique called fuzzy cognitive maps. So I had a particular interest into that, uh, let's say, uh, field, and uh, and of course uh, later on uh, when everything happened, I. I started following him, and uh, from him I, I learned all about uh, uh, Jonathan Pajot, and later on uh, also for uh, Matthew, and, and also for uh, I also learned uh, and John Verveki, and uh, I got fascinated by him because he's in in the same field that I am, and uh, I, I even got the chance to uh, very recently to become let's say one of his students. And because I took one course uh, over at uh, Johannes Niederhauser 
Halkion Academy. Uh, he had a great course in uh, moving beyond nihilism. So uh, that was a, a really great pleasure to, to meet John. Um, and uh, to be honest, uh, I, I am uh, one of those that uh, people that I am not technically a lurker. I, I am some sort of a, a hybrid situation here because what happened is that um, back in uh, August 2022, uh, I was uh, following uh, one of the, of the uh, let's say, uh, uh, great channels within uh, TLC, namely the Minicode. And, and I, I felt the need to, to reach out to Karen Wong and uh, she was very kind and, and uh, she actually uh, gave me the platform, let's say, uh, to have a chat with her. And uh, we, we had, uh, up until now, with the, with the last one that we had approximately uh, two, three months ago, uh, we had like six uh, talks with Karen. Wow, so, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And she, she, she's uh, great, Karen. And uh, I really like your channel as much as I like uh, uh, your channel, Paul. And basically, it was from from Karen that I learned about your channel, uh, and also cool. about uh, and also about Grim's channel. Wonderful! So, well, I, so I it, love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, so in August, I got this first interaction with Karen and the mini code, and. Uh, Approximately in uh, in December of that year, 2022, I decided to join uh, Grimm's Discord server, the Broken Clock Tower. And, uh, you know, it, it was a bit of a, uh, not a cultural shock, but it was an interesting, a rather interesting experience to get all the onboarding, let's say. You know, Discord, it was, I wasn't familiar with uh, Discord servers. So I get to uh, learn all about it and, and to actually, I really appreciate them. Like they move beyond these uh, gaming servers and all of that into community building. And I really love this, uh, this aspect that uh, it offers. I also got the chance to, uh, to interact frequently with many of the people that uh, they are lesser known in the corner. And I even um, got the chance to make some very good friends out of it. Uh, and hopefully I will get the chance to meet them. Uh, I hope so too. That's wonderful. That's exactly that's exactly what I want from all of this. That's exactly what I want from all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about the home you grew up in. Yeah, I grew up uh, in, in a city called Limassol in Cyprus, in the island of Cyprus, in the Eastern Mediterranean Basin. Uh, and uh, basically, I was born in uh, 1981. Uh, I got uh, raised in a in a in a household that is uh, what we call uh, an Eastern Orthodox uh, household. And basically, Cyprus is one of the um, Orthodox, let's say, nations uh, up to this day inside the European Union, at least, and. Uh, I am one of those uh, that I, I think the, the technical term is cradle or Christians. So, <laughs> yep. yeah. uh, I got baptized uh, um, in, in a church near my house. Uh, I have a, 
I am one of those uh, really lucky individuals because uh, I am part of a so-called uh, the so-called nuclear family. So we have uh, I had uh, the opportunity to uh, grow up with uh, two wonderful parents. Uh, my mother was a housewife. Uh, my dad was a wonderful person. Uh, unfortunately, he passed uh, uh, away in 2020. Mm. Uh, I also have uh, two elder uh, older sisters mm-hmm. uh, that they they studied. Uh, both of them they studied Greek philology mm. in Athens. So uh, I always got this affinity with with uh, with everything that has had to do with Greek mythology, uh, psychology, uh, litera- literacy, and all of that. So uh, I was exposed early on into that uh, regime. So it wasn't only the the religious uh, framework, but also a more, let's say, uh, a different uh, pedagogy, let's say, that uh, uh, we usually uh, encounter. Uh, it it, wa- it wasn't only that uh, here in Cyprus we go to uh, the so-called gymnasium and the lyceum that mm-hmm. they follow, uh, you know, the ancient Greek structure uh, yeah. uh, of of the pedagogy uh, pedagogical model, and um, but also because of this uh, pure luck, let's say that my uh, two sisters they uh, they were studying abroad and every time they were coming back for vacations they were bringing a lot of uh, lots of books uh, with them. So me as a youngster, I got the chance to have, uh, let's say, access to all of this mm. um, that uh, I couldn't have otherwise. So I, I learned to uh, read a lot uh, from a very young age. And uh, over the years, even though I, I was the only one that decided to follow a more, uh, let's say, practical and uh, technological uh, career, uh, still, I got uh, introduced into this uh, uh, love, let's say, for the uh, for the for literature and uh, and everything that has to do with um, with that, uh, let's say, soft sciences. Mm-hmm. How they call it. Now, uh, an- another thing that uh, to tell you something else about my my uh, and growing, let's say. Um, uh, when I was, I also told this to to Karen, but I will repeat it here because it's an important part of uh, of my growing up. Let's say uh, when I was uh, approximately eight years old, I got diagnosed with a rare disease uh, called um, leg calves perthes disease. Huh. It, it is a disease that affects uh, children of that age. Hmm. Uh, mostly in boys uh, than than girls, and it has to do with uh, uh, with a development, let's say, and disorder of the um, of the leg of one of the of the legs. Mm-hmm. So um, back then, I went to uh, to my uh, doctor, mm-hmm. and the doctor, the local doctor, suggested that uh, you know you you are lacking because. Uh, once per year, uh, a, a group of doctors from the United States, they visit the capital mm-hmm. uh, that they are specialized into this type of, uh, let's say, diseases. 
that have to do with orthopedics. And uh, my parents took me over there. Uh, I had the, I got diagnosed, let's say, with this particular uh, rare disease. And uh, uh, I was fortunate enough because the those doctors, they introduced to, to us a new, uh, let's say, regime. The previous regime about, about till now was was a bit uh, harsh, uh, to put it in mild terms. Mm-hmm. It had to do with uh, uh, they were uh, taking the, the the children that had that particular uh, disease, let's say, and they were uh, uh, putting them inside uh, some uh, metal, uh, their legs into some metal cage. So they, so you couldn't uh, walk, you couldn't run, you couldn't do anything like that. And uh, it, it was a bit, let's say, uh, as I said before, a bit too harsh. So I, I was extra lucky that these doctors from the United States, they said that th- there is a new paradigm. And, and that is that instead of doing that, you just ask the, the child to, how do you say, uh, to stay still. So you, you try to, uh, to do that, let's say. Uh, and in fact, they offered me uh, two options. One of them was to travel to United States and uh, have a, um, a platinum insert into my leg that I will have to have for the rest of my life, let's say, mm-hmm. in order to cope with this uh, deficiency. Uh, or the other was to um, be very, uh, let's say, restrained mm-hmm. and uh, uh, stop having all these sport activities and all of that. Yeah, and, uh, and um, in order to allow room uh, and time for my leg to heal, so uh, actually, uh, kudos to my parents because they asked me what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. yeah. and and even though uh, I really wanted to visit uh, United States to go to to Disneyland, <laughs> uh, yeah, I decided to uh, to go with the with the option of doing, uh, uh, you know, being restrained and all yeah. that. So uh, th- that was that was one of the best decisions I ever took, to mm. be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, for the record, I got the chance later on to visit, not Disneyland, but you're on Disney in Paris. So <laughs> I also got that out of my system, let's say, when I was there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, after... Uh, Eight years, let's say, my leg was fully healed. Wow. So, eight so, yeah. years. Eight years, yeah. So, and as an eight-year-old, you have to show a fair amount of restraint because yeah. eight-year-olds eight-year-olds are eight-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I, I got to love uh, books and became a, a bibliophile. Yes. And also, uh, that's the reason why I loved uh, playing music. Yes, and and uh, even um, this affinity with computers uh, oh, that okay. developed into a career because uh, I got the chance to uh, have one of those uh, early four eighty six, you yeah. know, and uh, you know I I I managed to find different ways, let's say, to uh, spend my time productively. Yes, yes. Wow, that so, was, I could see how that was formative for you. Yeah. So where did you go? Where did you go to university? I went, 
to university to the University of Cyprus in the in the capital in, in Nicosia. I studied uh, computer science and and then I even uh, once again I, I had all my higher education in in Cyprus for some reason mm-hmm. although all, all of my friends uh, they went abroad uh, in in other uh, in other countries like uh, Switzerland and uh, Greece UK and all of that I had all my education here in Cyprus and uh, I remember when I was uh, after I finished the, basically we go university after we finish our military service so I went to university and I felt really really bad because all of my friends went uh, abroad let's say so once again it was one of those things that uh, looking back uh, it, it was a good decision. It wasn't a bad decision because I, I got the chance to to have a network here on on my island. Mm. So it actually helped me a lot in terms of building my social network and all mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. And when I I got the chance to speak with with my friends, that many years later they decided to come back. They realized that the only people they knew were those little friends that we had when we were teenagers mm-hmm. and they were always uh, how do you say they were always a bit perplexed how i i i got to have such a vast uh, network let's say but <laughs> that, that was the main reason mm-hmm. and uh, now uh, nevertheless i i because i had this uh, let's say uh, i made this decision to study locally let's say mm-hmm. at the local universities I always had in the on the back side of my my brain that I wanted to get a job as a researcher as an independent researcher mm-hmm. that will would allow me to travel a lot so abroad so uh, I'm also uh, thankful for that because I got the chance to visit more than 42 countries so far and uh, mo- most of them because of my uh, career and my participation in research and development projects so yeah uh, that's another thing that uh, I, I i am feeling uh, grateful let's see tell me tell me more about cyprus um i think that's probably a country that you bump into it in the book of acts of course where uh where paul is um, you know, Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas. But um, tell me more about Cyprus. It's uh, Greek-speaking mostly. Um, yeah. Cyprus, basically, uh, it used to be, a, a, um, let's say, it, I, I will start like uh, from the independence. Uh, up until uh, we gain our independence from Britain in 1960. So the Republic of Cyprus got fall in 1960. Now, 14 years later, we had the Turkish invasion of the island. Right. And basically it was split uh, almost in half. So the the northern part, it's still uh, occupied, let's say. And uh, the southern part, in fact, it's a joint uh, European Union. Uh, sorry, to, uh, to, be, uh, to be honest, the whole uh, part joined European uh, Union in 2004, and also the Eurozone. Um, but only the, the, the this uh, southern part that is still free, let's say, it's recognized uh, with the 
with the official status of a EU member state. Mm. And uh, it has been many years uh, since then. Uh, you know, um, we listen to a lot of things going on with uh, uh, with the words these days. And uh, on one side, it, it's actually really uh, painful to, to listen for to everything that is going on and in Ukraine and in Israel. Uh, but it's also painful what is happening here on the island. So still, you know, uh, it's a bit uh, a sad situation, let's say. So hopefully in the in the future, we'll get the chance to unify the island. Yeah. Now, uh, my, my grandfather, uh, his best friend used to be a Turkish Cypriot. So... In the island, we also had uh, a minority of Turkish Cypriots because the island, basically through all its history that goes back uh, thousands of years, yeah, always was occupied uh, yeah. by some, uh, yeah. some uh, say uh, one foreign... of the empires. Yeah, uh, and it was like I think at one time we actually had the kingdom of Cyprus back in hmm. the in the eleventh uh, or twelfth century, so. Um, always there was this, uh, let's say, uh, uh, occupation uh, taking place. Uh, basically, due to the geographical location, it's it's a it's a great geographical location because it's uh, um, between uh, three different continents, Cyprus. Yeah. Uh, and in the past, we used to have a lot of uh, um, minerals, particularly copper. Cyprus was uh, very popular for. It's copper, let's say, since antiquity. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, its names derives from copper. Hmm. Uh, so that's another thing. Uh, Cyprus is also uh, known um, in, in the Eastern Mediterranean uh, as, the, as the island of love. Uh, really? It was the island that uh, the birthplace of uh, uh, goddess Aphrodite <laughs> uh, was well, the, here we are th- on on th- on Valentine's Day. So, what do you know? Yeah. So, historically speaking, yeah, that was the uh, the name, let's say, and all the 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 the, the glory of the island. Mm. Later on, and due to Poland and and Var- and Varnavas, of course, we became um, an Orthodox autocephalous church mm. yeah the, since then um the island is is like it's full of uh, churches mm-hmm. uh, it was known for many many years as the island of the saints mm. um, i actually have this that a friend gave me earlier today as, as a gift wow so this is actually the island of cyprus wow you yeah, can I can see it. see it. Yeah, yeah. And it's full of saints and churches. So uh, you can see there is no divided line over there from the invasion. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's a great place. It's a place that a lot of people uh, love to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it because, it, of course, it's my home. Yes. And uh, I got the chance over the over the years, let's say, to also... Uh, Build for myself a house here, mm-hmm. so uh, I have my roots here, and and I believe I will 
I will stay here. So a lot of friends mm. ask me if I want to move to another country, like uh, Spain or, or or Greece, and I told them no. I have my my roots and I I love my place. Wow, so, yeah. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. How um, I mean it. It's interesting because island nations have their own particular advantages and disadvantages in terms of, as you say, you're at sort of a really strategic location, you know, close to Greece, close to Turkey. And of course, Greece and Turkey have had a an embattled history for a very long time, for a very long time. I mean, you can go back to the, um, you know, the the wars in, in, in the ancient world and and what um how how do you think that has impacted the culture of cyprus and and the cyprians yeah so basically we are a nation that is very hospitable mm -hmm. and this is extends beyond cyprus to the other islands mm -hmm. uh, one of the latest projects that i i participated in terms of research uh, had to do with uh, EU-owned islands, hmm. so I got a chance to visit a lot of them. Uh, it was a project that ha had to do with the climate in the islands mm -hmm. and what lessons we can extract in order to offer them to the rest of the uh, mainlands, let's say. Mm -hmm. and, and and I got the chance to visit many of the islands, and hmm. like Sicily, like Crete, yeah, uh, even even Corsica. That it's it's uh, yeah. in the uh, in the Atlantic. So uh, Islanders, they are very hospitable. And uh, one of the things is that uh, maybe it sounds a bit uh, uh, a bit strange to uh, someone from, let's say, uh, um, mid-Europe, like uh, maybe someone from Germany or like that. Um, but we're we are still very hospitable. And it was something that it was passed from <clears throat> generation to generation. So... <clears throat> My my parents were very hospitable. Their parents were, and it goes on and on and on. So this is, uh, in, in one way, our tradition. And uh, of course, it helps that uh, we are Eastern Orthodox. We uh, have mm -hmm. this uh, into our uh, DNA, let's say. And uh, we are trying to be um, not only to our neighbors, but even to to the strangers. Mm -hmm. So th there is a longer uh, history of this hospitality taking uh, taking place. I remember there is a one of my favorite stories from ancient Greece was uh, there is one of the, the so-called seven sages of Greece uh, that he was the only outsider. His name was Anaharsis. He was a metic sage from Scythia, which... Uh, the, the Greeks, they used to call them bar, the barbaric tribe, let's say. So it was the, the brother of the of the king over there. And, and he really wanted to go to Athens and meet one of the great uh, sages, namely Solon, the lawmaker. Mm -hmm. so he, there's a famous story that he went to, uh, to Solon's house after traveling, let's say, all the way down there. And he knocked on the door and he told him, uh, I know you are uh, uh, you are Solon. I am I am an Aharsis. I came from a, a faraway land in order to meet you. And uh, 
Solomon told him, okay, uh, why do you want me to make uh, friends with you? And he actually explained to him that uh, because you are such a hospitable person. And uh, actually Solomon laughed and he accepted him as a guest. So that's one of the of the stories, let's say, that mm. uh, I always keep, keep into my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I've I've pestered you with questions. What what did you what would you like to talk about today? What did you have in mind? Okay, first of all, I wanted to to thank you for everything that you do for TLC. Uh, I I really believe that it's it hasn't been done before in mm. the history of the internet. Uh, it's something that uh, I I see it as evolving into something beautiful something that extends beyond the internet mm-hmm. uh, with everything that you do, not only with the stories and the conferences, but also with this virtual interaction, because I believe that they, they are a stepping stone to the next evolution of the, of the, of the community, let's say. Mm-hmm. I love the little aspects uh, like Sevilla King naming this little corner. Yeah. I like the whole... Uh, uh, the flotillas, that, yeah. uh, the term that uh, came out of from from uh, Greece, and uh, I really like this. Uh, what you said the last time about this latest wave of uh, uh, of channels, let's say that join. Yes, they are actually synthesizers. Yes, and this, for me, this is something uh, extremely extremely valuable um, because, in a way. Um, I, I am real. I really believe that first there is synthesis, and then there is analysis, and then hmm. there is integration. So first, uh, there's synthesis, then analysis. What was the third one? Integration. Okay. So uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, a lot of people, what they do, they just uh, decompose everything into the fine parts, and they overanalyze. But with this latest addition, let's say that in a way, this is also your function, like mm-hmm. you, you are also a synthesizer. So uh, in a way that uh, this new uh, uh, influx, let's say, of channels from, okay, I'm gonna give a, a, some shout, out, shout outs here from uh, uh, Waves of, of Obsession, yeah. uh, Chris McDonald, yes. from Christian Baxter, yes. um, and, and f- from, uh, even from Dumia, even from uh, Christian Golten from Agapologia, and, uh, and and many, many more. Emily from the food truck. And, uh, you know, uh, this new wave, let's say, it came and it, in, in a way, I really like this uh, salt water, fresh water analogy that you use uh, for the estuaries, the estuaries, something, similar is happening also in this virtual space. Mm-hmm. So now you have the new influx joining the, the previous, let's say, waves. Mm-hmm. And you get uh, these people meeting people like Luke Thompson, like that he's doing an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the good fellows at the Grail Country Channel, mm-hmm. Shari, Mr. Nate, and, and all of them. And, and then you find they they also find chat 
with the Friday morning nameless and the three please and different variations. Mm -hmm. So he has the randos that it's a continuation of the work that you are doing. Yeah. That is absolutely fantastic. He has these uh, um, meanderings and he also has the fragments. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I got the chance to uh, participate uh, into the second episode of Neil and Macmo that they were discussing in, in these fragments. And uh, honestly, the, the, the level of, it, it was a premiere, it wasn't a live, but the level of, of uh, community, let's say, engagement that took place in the hive mind, it's, it's really going um, upwards. Yes. It's getting better and better and better as the, the days go on. And uh, I find that to be extremely good. Uh, in the past, I had some, some experience, let's say, with community building. And, and I, I know all this, uh, the, the struggles that this community is uh, engaging, especially if you are, if we are talking about a proper grassroots level movement. Mm -hmm. so there are many, the, the obstacles are many, but these, these let's say, uh, virtual space and the way that uh, TLC utilizes the Discord platform the YouTube platform that for me, YouTube for years, it used to be just a marketing channel. So all of a sudden, TLC transformed that into a community building uh, hub. So that, that's wonderful. That's like uh, something really powerful. And uh, we also get the chance to, how do you say, all, all the different flavors, let's say, like for example, we have You know, we, we always, uh, I, I always uh, listen to you saying that, and, and I really believe that, that Jacob had this beautiful idea with the 24-7 channel. That's great. But do you know what I, I believe personally to be Jacob's largest contribution? No, I'd love to hear it. He gave a platform to Hezzy. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> For me, that, that, that's, that's uh, Jacob's uh, largest contribution. Uh, you know, Hezzy, he's having a, a, on his own channel um, that also gets uh, streamed, let's say, in, in, in Jacob's and yeah. all the rest. Uh, he has these uh, um, lectures on, the, on, the, on ethics. So imagine we even we even got some some someone to uh, to give lectures, let's say, and lessons and courses for free, uh -huh. and that's the, the beautiful aspect because everything of this is is, uh, is out in the open and everyone is invited to uh, to participate. So it's not only that we are discussing about uh, um, the inklings or about theology. Or about uh, philosophy or the culture, we also got to the level that th there is very specialized domains of, of knowledge like ethics. And th the the next thing I'm I'm expecting honestly is to for someone to come up with with aesthetics, mm. uh, and, and maybe uh, Jonathan Pajot uh, tackled that in a few of his videos. 
but I, I am uh, I will then be how do you say I will then be surprised uh, at this point. Yeah. So I I really value this diversity uh, of topics, the the amount of the and the frequency of the of the discussions. Of course, I know that I I am also one of the of the people that notice that recently due to this new influx of of channels, the the amount of content is is overwhelming. Yes, is really overwhelming for yes. any any human. Yep. Any human being, but on the other hand, w- when I really think hard about it, I say to myself, "The more content, the merrier." Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, maybe maybe not everyone has to consume everything. You know, uh, we get to choose. Uh, we leave some uh, of our digital neighbors uh, away for the for a while. And we focus, you know, on on some of the rest. So th- there is a a very nice funneling that takes place. Let's mm-hmm. say, in this sense. Well, I think that's. I, I know the the volume. The volume recently people are are struggling with, but I do think the answer the answer to the volume tends to be in the community itself because we're no one of us is seeing everything but all of us are seeing everything and what sort of so then you get then you get a hierarchy then you get a sifting and and so then people are pulling things from different places and bringing them to the group and then and, and so you get that you begin to get a natural you know what we do inside of ourselves is we do a synthesis and now mm-hmm. we're with our collective cognition we're synthesizing together and that takes time and it takes attention and it takes a degree of work but what's like this morning grizz sent me someone did the branding from from freddie and charles dancing and then sent me to the broken clock tower discord and I found that someone had been doing a lot of branding for me that I hadn't re- I hadn't realized. I mean, I just can't pay attention to everyone and everything, especially from the chair I'm sitting in. So then I I've always sort of had this belief that I developed as a minister because as a minister too, even of a small church, you can't pay attention to everything. And so what you begin paying attention to are the tells and the systems and the the individuals who are doing sense-making who help you do sense-making to larger groups. And so I've always had this belief that God, you know, when I get a week that I'm sort of flooded with everything, I, I, I sort of turn it over to God and say, okay, Lord, you're going to have to ma- manage my calendar you're going to have to manage this combinatorial explosiveness and bring to me what you want me to have to do with what you want me to do. And so I think we see that happening now in this emerging community. And it's amazing that we've, I, I you said it beautifully, YouTube has been used to, for marketing and we see that all over the place. And the algorithm developed for marketing in terms of attention. 
And now we're colonizing the algorithm to use it for community and for distributed cognition. And okay. I, I love that Google is paying the bill. And you know, I, I will tell you uh, two things. One is in, in one of your, uh, and by the way, f first of all, I love what you said about this sieving. I think that's the, the word that uh, actually describes what is taking place now. And uh, th there is, uh, in one of your recent uh, videos, you ask, uh, you, you you type poll V, and then you are checking the the actual rank. Yes. And I and I actually tried it in order to tell you. So in Cyprus, you 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 your name comes up in number five. Really, so, in yeah. Cyprus. Yeah. So that surprises me because I know Google has different ranks in different places in the world. So wow. Yeah. That's good. And uh, the other thing is that because I am, uh, once again, I I am in, in the very uh, grateful position to um, to be to be a member on the scientific advisory group of a great institute for 2024, namely the Active Inference Institute, and I and I, and I get the chance to be. Uh, Alongside with uh, some great scientists like uh, Chris Fields and and Carl Friston, so I, I was uh, discussing with uh, with the president of this uh, nonprofit institute, uh, Daniel Friedman, recently, and he goes to me. I watched uh, Paul's talk with John, and they were discussing about free energy principle. Uh, principle. So, so basically, John had this talk with uh, uh, with Jordan Peterson, yeah, and you had the one with with John, yeah. So it is a very nice cross pollination, let's say, <laughs> place. And and Daniel even told me that I am actually fifteen minutes away from uh, Paul's uh, church, so I so that's something. <laughs> Well, I, I look forward to another visitor. He should come for the, I mean, part of the reason I'm so excited about the every week estuary on Sunday morning is that for someone to visit a worship service, I absolutely love that. And the church loves that, but it's a different kind of interaction than what we have going at estuary because at estuary, there's where you sort of get a chance to know and be known in the estuary, whereas in the worship service, it's um, you have to go to the worship service a long time to get that level of know and be knowing. Whereas mm -hmm. with the estuary, you get going. Now, obviously, the worship service is doing some different things from the estuary group, but it's so it's been really good for visitors because I, you know, I've ever since I started the channel, I've had visitors to the church, but. And and I love it. again. We love it when they come for the worship service, but they usually want to also have a little bit of interaction. They want to know and be known, and that's hard to do with a group of even you know at a worship service, a small church like ours, forty to sixty, or even you know twenty five to fifty, whatever it is on any given Sunday. So, 
Um, so that's well, he, he certainly welcome. He's certainly welcome to. Uh, I'd love to see him at Estuary, and I'd love to meet him and shake his hand. And I'm sure the group would love to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just to highlight a bit more of this, I find it fascinating that John Vervecki acts as this link between TLC and the 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 academic world. Let's say so. That's absolutely wonderful. Like uh, John appeared uh, into Active Inference channel. They had a, recently, like two months ago, uh, he appeared into one of the episodes with uh, over there, basically. And uh, and then he appeared to you. So and <laughs> and also actually listened to that from from Daniel. It was like wow, wow, that's great. Yeah, wow. It's a little scary. I, you know, I, I try to it's remind cool. people I'm not a, I'm not an academic. I'm a pastor. I might have a lot of books behind me, and might I might have read a lot of books, but academics, academics work differently from pastors. Pastors work primarily with people. That's our focus of attention. Academics, you know, depending on the the discipline, you know, the the literature is the focus of the attention. So. Yeah. Maybe maybe this is the the reason is because of cognitive science. I think it serves like a very good uh uh I don't want to call it estuary again, but it has this uh, freshwater salt water. Yes. Uh, because it it combines common interests, let's say. Yes. To, to... No, and, and cognitive science, at least to the degree that I understand it, is I mean, people saw the silo effect that has happened in the disciplines. On mm -hmm. on on Sam's channel, he had Drew Johnson on, and he was talking about the fact that he has a PhD. He's a doctor of philosophy, but many people with doctors of philosophy know zero philosophy. They just know their the tiny little discipline, and so mm -hmm. I think that's part of the reason now we see the rise of synthesizers, you know, they, they usually get subjected to the criticism that they don't stay in their lane. But all of us have to be synthesizers to have make any use of anything that's happening in the silos. And so when Jordan Peterson is modeling synthesis and Ian McGilchrist is modeling synthesis, and John Verveke is modeling synthesis and cognitive science has elements from various disciplines, we, I, I think there tends to be a, a, a going back and forth between specialization and synthesis. It has to go that way. And it yeah. has to go that way in individuals. It has to go that way in communities. It has to go that way in cultures because, because of how our attention works. We can't, you, you have to pay attention to the details of a discipline it's hence the name discipline. And you also have to pay attention to the synthesis, the whole. So it's the back and forth between the one and the many constantly. And one of what of you know what I've really enjoyed about this little corner has been when you're doing synthesis, not just let's say among academics, because academics are themselves just one thing, but we have, you know, we have stay-at-home moms. And we have tradesmen like tilers and truck drivers and 
food truck operators and pastors and medical doctors. And because when you get that level of synthesis, obviously you are bringing much more of the world then into the picture and into the conversation. And that that has tremendous value. You know, I, I look at Grim, I mean, people, people struggle to people struggle to sort of work their way through a Grim Grizz live stream because of all of the branding and all of the insider language. What's hilarious is that people don't sort of despair. Many people of high status don't disparage science or the academy, even though it itself has all of these same aspects, insider language. I mean, it, I mean, about jargon. Yeah. that's right. That's right. And so yeah. to watch and, and what I what I notice from Grizz, who if you go all the way back to my first conversation with him, I mean, he before before his career as a YouTuber, he was a medical transcriber and he caught in when I had a tweet of this morning and he read it on the channel and he caught he said, you know, we. I said, we know what's best for you. And he corrected me. We want what's best for you. That All of that discipline as a medical transcriber gave him focus on, you need exactly the precise word. And when mm -hmm. you listen to his channel carefully, you, you recognize it might look kind of crazy and chaotic and insane, but when he's working his memetics, he is very careful with the language. Okay. People don't see it because it's in the midst of all of this other stuff going on. But there's a great deal of care that he yeah, is actually yeah. using. I I fully agree with you. Uh, Greece is brilliant. What he's doing, because I know, I know a few things about memetics and, and memetic engineering and, and, and all of that uh, good stuff. So... I, I fully understand him and, and I know it may sound a bit paradoxical, but that's why I, I I try to say to everyone like this guy indeed he's ingenious. Yeah. What he's doing is so so ahead of, of, of everyone else. Yes. When everyone else tries to uh, understand when they when they understand him even a bit, you know what they do? They just copy him. Yes. This is this is what they do. And because Grimm, he's he's the genius that he is, he likes it. He like he likes getting COVID. So because that's the whole thing, that's how memetics works. It's not like ah, somebody copied me and uh, he took my idea. No, you, you are you are glad that they took your idea because it actually it means that it works. That's right. It's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's how. I mean, in a sense, that's what I watch in terms of, okay, here's my stuff. And Peterson, to his credit, Peterson would not have had the status rocket he went on if he had tried to, let's say, go through all of those clip channels in 2016 and 2017 and 2018 who were just taking his stuff and making little clips and cycling them. That fueled the status rocket. And, and what you learn is you watch what people copy 
And that's what you learn. You say, okay, so there's, you don't necessarily know what it is about that, but you say there's something there and I have to pay attention to that because that's a tell of maybe there's something important out there or true out there or powerful out there. And that's what I have to pay attention to. And yeah. no, you're exactly right. And and Grizz is doing it. It's so funny to me that of all things, he talks about savings throws of mind control. And the savings throws on mind control are probably the most mind controlly thing he's doing. I mean, it, it is it is just layer upon layer upon layer that he's doing there. And and I can completely understand how, you know, I have I have sung his praises on my channel how many times and then i hear back from people i went over to that channel and i can't watch it i thought i completely understand i completely understand and uh, slowly slowly they, they how do you say i i i am even convinced that if if grim ever goes mainstream he will do something to again uh, you know, flip the tables. Yes, he will. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he yeah. will. Yeah, just no. to be ahead of the curve once more. Yep, yep. And, and that's uh, that's a story of human culture that we see again and again. That many of the people who are household names today were nobodies while they were alive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some artists grew, you know, drew, grew a crowd and developed fame and profited from it a bit while they were alive. But many throughout history were relatively unknown. And over periods of time, this sifting happens and something emerges. Many, many, many never, you know, and to me that says we are. The, the amazing things about human beings is not that we in ourselves are so smart as individuals, but we participate in this thing where together we are far smarter than we are alone. And yeah. and, and that dynamic itself is so complex. Yeah. 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 I fully agree with you. And in a way, the, this, I can also see this, in in what Chad is saying about uh, Grimm's branding, like the, the various members, let's say that uh, uh, we contribute to to the branding, we are doing it in in how do you say out of our uh, uh, good heart, like we are doing it in in just to present it to the community, yes, and just to say a, a thank you to uh, to Grimm. Uh, for his platform and for uh, helping us being a virtually not alone for everything else uh, he's doing. Yes. And it, it, Chad recently said that he finds it uh, amazing that even though the brandings come from different individuals, they have this this same flavor to yes. them. Yes. So it, it, it's like a, a communal thing once more. Yes. That this, uh, out of that, let's say, novel art, art form. It's yes. not even an art form, let's say. It's, something, it's more anti-art than art. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and to me, 
as a pastor, this is so much like a local church because local churches are like this. There's someone who has this little labor of love and they do this little thing in the corner for the church that nobody else does. You have to be really deep inside to sort of recognize the contribution, but the church would not work without it. You see this again and again and again in churches. And what I love about this little corner is that, you know, you've got someone like Grimm, who is a guy who basically got his job. You know, we hear all of this hand wringing about jobs that are going to disappear because of AI. Well, it hasn't yeah. happened on a broad scale yet, but it happened to him. I mean, yeah. machine learning stole Grim Grizz's career. And um, and then you've got Chad, who, you know, is a tiler. I mean, he spends his days installing tile in people's bathrooms and showers. And while he is installing tile in people's bathrooms and showers, he is organizing these conversations and making this branding and having these ideas. And I've seen just in the years that I've been watching Grizz and Chad closely, I've watched them grow and develop. Because, you know, they're not, these aren't, these aren't people, these aren't Ivy League students. I'm not saying they're not smart. I'm saying you go to a university and that entire context is supposed to give you a resource-rich environment with all of this scaffolding to, um, to make you into a culture maker and an elite culture maker and here what we're seeing in people like Chad and Grizz doing doing jobs that nobody will pay attention to is they are in my opinion becoming elite culture makers down here yeah. at this level and i i i absolutely love it yeah they they are becoming mavens yes and, yes and uh, ju just as more comment on what you said before I personally I value greatly all types of intelligence, but my my favorite, uh, uh, let's say, a flavor is what Chad and, and Grimm has, and I call that street intelligence. Yes. It's like it's it's intelligence that comes out of sheer experience. Like you, it's not from the university, it's not from the classroom. It's like from person to person interaction, and from just. Thinking and rethinking and rethinking about about things, so th there is there is even wisdom there. Yes. So maybe it's it's a bit uh, difficult to to see it, but maybe that that's that's okay. <laughs> maybe that's okay. Maybe that's uh, uh, how how it needs to uh, to be. Well, I think you're exactly right because. There is wisdom there, and it's more deeply embodied, which means that it... So the kind of wisdom that you will tend to generate in a university will be the kind of wisdom that can be transmitted by books and can mm -hmm. be transmitted by language in the way that even a video or an audible recording or a lecture can transmit it. But that is just one narrow part of the spectrum of human wisdom and culture. And so that 
that street intelligence has within it so much more of the embodiment that you it a something even you know with with a book you can present something and then when we have photography in books you have another level of dimensionality and mm -hmm. with video we have another level of dimensionality but even with video we just have a a slice of the spectrum and i think that's where the the bias of this corner of 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 continuing to preach if it's only virtually not alone if it's only embodied in this spectrum you're losing other ends of the you're losing other areas and i think of course peugeot knows that in terms of his physical art verveke knows that in terms of his ecology of practices a guy like mm -hmm. rafe kelly well we got a lot of shout outs in this video um yeah. <laughs> but i think this is i think this is as you said earlier really part of the contribution that and and the innovation that what we have going here is stimulating yeah and i i think it's i think it's vitally important because of course the how we have stratified our social stack tends to prioritize the the university those elites that can manage language but what we are sort of continuing to bring in are many more who have street intelligence in a lot of other areas and and we're being able to connect this a little bit yeah and and also the, this, how do you say, what, what Grimm says and calls lobster monkeys? Yep. They, they have a very particular set of skills. So it's it's a novel set of digital skills. So if if someone goes and, and clips, let's say something that they find interesting and then bring it back to the village, let's call it like that, yep. everybody benefits. So, and if you think about it, it has this, even historical aspect to it. Yes. Like, this is what people were doing like uh, centuries ago. Yes. Like they went hunting and they were bringing back. But now because we navigate into these virtual spaces, we're doing it. And honestly, there are many people doing excellent job. Yes. And like Rakao with the, with the branding, like Chad with the branding, like mostly that he's bringing amazing things from other platforms other than YouTube, like uh, from Twitter and, and all these other places. Um, and, and I know a, a lot of many people that they are doing that in in uh, in VNA, in, in that uh, uh, community that, that Grace develops. Yeah. And in a way, it's, it's, it's beautiful to see it evolve too. Yes. Yeah. And and it is evolving. And again, just it was just this morning because Grizz sent me that one clip and it was it was it's very brilliant colonizing on Briz on Grizz's part because anybody who watches the Freddie and Paul show know that these are my friends and I love them. And so I can see there's a hierarchy, of course. And mm -hmm. and so even though you know, your your in real life friends can drive you crazy sometimes. They're still your in real life friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so once I once I began, to, I I was unaware of a lot of you know I could see tastes of it in let's say Grizz's live stream, but again this is something I try to communicate to people when I for example work with something in a sermon. A sermon is twenty five minutes once a week, and because of the general audience of a church and the breadth of the audience of the church. I have to be very selective about, I can only do this in that space. And the same is in terms of Grizz's live stream. He can only sort of select certain things. But if you go into the Broken Clock Tower Discord, or you go into the Bridges of Meaning Discord, you begin to see that, oh, there's, there's a lot more riches beneath. And so if you tend to dig down a little bit, you can probably discover other gold that doesn't necessarily arise in terms yeah. of you know the salience landscaping yeah and uh, basically i i really love the uh, freddie and paul show uh, and and i love all the how do you say everyone over there uh, freddie's mom nancy yeah i really like that like she gives the her own uh, sermons let's say yes yes she does uh, yeah i like uh, uh charles Charles, Jay. yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe with the rap. Yeah. Uh, dog part uh, with his singing and the harmonica. Yes. That, you know, uh, I I even got the, how do you say, very recently, uh, you, you shared uh, the, the, the link to Dog Park's uh, channel. channel. Yeah. His, yeah. And I, and I even listened to uh, one of his uh, interventions, let's say, with with another YouTuber. Yes, and, really, and he was. It was very nice. It was like a hidden gem uh, uh, that yes. is very difficult to find. And yes, really, like he was actually saying to to the to that YouTuber, I, I have this theory that you lose your faith. When you lose your faith, you also stopped playing music, and I found that re really really smart. Yes. Like, he made that connection, and, and and the person he didn't let's say uh, uh, fully agreed to it, but he he did entertain it. Like yes. he he did find value into into yeah. that line of reasoning, and that by itself it means a lot, you know, because these fellows they are they are a bit uh, uh, harsh in yes. their treatment, but that that is, that particular one was. Great. <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing listening to food truck Emily make that same point. Yeah. And and so what I no, you're exactly right. I mean, I've been doing the Freddie. I, I did the Freddie and Paul show before, you know, I did any Jordan Peterson things on my channel. If anybody actually digs down in the channel, you'll find the Freddie and Paul show goes a long ways. And, you know, one of the interesting things is are the is the way that the Freddie and Paul show is like the Grim Grizz live stream. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's ritual in there and there's liturgy and there's structure and um and and there's branding. You listen to Freddie's rap, Freddie's rap is is, is as repetitive mm -hmm. and as mimetic as Grim Grizz's channel is. Yeah. yeah. And um and, and so it's and then to have it was just so amazing that one Sunday when Dog bark. I mean, uh, 
of all the people who watch my channel, just a few hundred watch the Freddie and Paul show. And I completely understand why. But it was amazing that Dog Bark was this regular contributor, a regular commenter on the channel. And then one Sunday, Freddie walks in and says, Dog Bark is here. I said, what? I didn't, you know, and and in he walks. And I really, I really have to do a, a Rando's conversation with him because his story is incredible. And he's, he's just a fascinating individual. And people just get a little taste of that. But if you go to his channel and you watch some of these other videos he has, and Charles is the same way. Charles has a channel and you go to Charles' channel. He's got videos of him in high school doing music and dancing. And you just, you know, now via YouTube and now because of phones and, you know, there's a lot of phones and cameras on phones, we can bring, we can bring elements of people's lives to life and share it and yeah. if done lovingly and with care it can be a beautiful thing yeah that's that's great i really like the anecdotal story with dog park his name is dave right his name is dave his name is yeah his name is dave and his last name is barker so barker. that's where he gets dog bark from from yeah, barker and he he I shouldn't say too much, but maybe maybe I'll do a Rando's conversation with him because he's got a he's got an amazing story. And like the first day that he visited church, he took an Uber here because he doesn't drive. And mm -hmm. um, I said, well, let me drive you home. And he lives a little ways from the church. But it was wonderful because I got the chance to hear his life story and about his kids. And it's just the the part of what I always wish i could represent in all of its glory is the amount of glory that god has poured into unexpected people and places all around us and and so there's a you know i'm as guilty as anyone in terms of the amount of screen time i put in i couldn't not do that given all of the videos that I absorb to share on my channel and synthesize, et cetera, et cetera. But around us and the people in our lives, there are depths of wonder and glory and beauty that the world just passes by and neither sees nor recognizes nor celebrates. And it is so utterly common, and you can see it if you have eyes to see. So that's that's really sort of the heart of what I want for people because the way hierarchies work in this world, the hierarchies of this world value certain things, and there's value there. I certainly see that. But the hierarchies of this world pass by so much other value that is there in, in people and places that nobody stops to listen to pay attention to but it's all there all that glory and joy and goodness is there and i just to the degree that i can direct others attention i want to be able to direct direct their attention to that beauty and joy and glory because glory shared is glory multiplied so there's my little I'm sermon into that. i'm into that um I have a small feedback in terms of uh, what you said with the 
with the guys and uh, with their raps and, and their songs and, and all of that. When we used to have our own uh, uh, grassroots uh, movement, let's say, yes, we had this, this uh, we took a parking lot, an abandoned parking lot, and along with volunteers, we transformed it into an upcycle park, an ecological park. So we took uh, pallets, we took uh, uh, tires and, and all of that, and we created a park. And it was a space in the middle of the city that it was full with uh, grass and, and and trees and and it was an open space. And people, they started coming in and, and we created these small uh, communities. And, and one of the things that uh, popped out organically was the freestyle. Like someone started making a freestyle and it was very, very good. I still have those... Uh, I cherish I cherish those moments greatly until mm. uh, this very day. So you can see a lot of things like that. Like this freestyle emerges, the artistic creativity elements they emerge, and it's beautiful to witness. And as you said, the the joy and the glory that people bring, like everyone, every people. Like we had uh, teenagers coming, we had uh retired people um uh, people that they got uh, their retirement coming in and everyone was sharing that space and they were just happy to socialize yes. and and uh, share a good laugh and just come and say one hello how are you you know all of that and uh, this is why i value greatly what you are doing mm. and this is why i understand this need to, to go beyond the 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 virtual towards the physical yes in, in our situation we we in our uh, circumstances let's say back in the day we did it a bit uh, anadromically mm-hmm. <laughs> let's say so we started with the physical and then we created the digital communities right and uh, and our ideas was if we have like let's say in a particular uh, city in the world, not only Cyprus, but even elsewhere. If we have a a strong digital community, then eventually, slowly, slowly, we can even uh, create, let's say, a a physical location. Mm -hmm. Or if we have a physical location, then we can also augment it with the digital, uh, let's say, uh, space. So yeah, that's no. why I, this is the reason why I love TLC so much. I, I see some of the things that I've tried to do in the past and for the different uh, obstacles, let's say it didn't scale up to the uh, yeah. to the uh, I wanted. So this is why I tried to be as supportive as possible to all the small channels and, and as much as I can. Yeah. So, I, one of the things that Peterson had said once which really stuck with me and I thought it was deeply true. And I found ministry, ministry, like many other things, you go to school for it. You know, I watched, I didn't realize the training my father was doing Mm -hmm. in me as I just watched him modeling it. 
so much of ministry is just encouragement is to say to someone with 65 subscribers you're doing a good job keep doing it don't don't do it for the clicks clicks may come and clicks may go do it for the joy if you see something beautiful if you can make something beautiful just and if only 10 people enjoy it do it anyway and yep. and do i i always tell i always tell people when they talk about youtube or starting a channel i say don't don't do it for the clicks do do what you would do if almost nobody watched now to have zero people watch is hard but to have you only need you only need a handful but do it for the joy where sudden, suddenly you're you're doing this out of joy and your joy gets mirrored your joy gets sent back to you from someone else who is enjoying it and so the the power of encouragement to to encourage human beings to you know to do what to do what you think you should do is yeah. tremendously powerful yeah uh, 100% actually i remember one of uh... Grimm's favorite uh, Jordan Peterson clips that he frequently plays is the one that says, all they need is a little re- encouragement. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and it's true. And I, you know, someone like Jordan, he, Jordan was made in his years of at least relative obscurity. Jordan was created by the illness of his daughter. He was created by being a clinical psychologist sitting in a room week after week with really hard cases. That's it's it's those it's that kind of loving labor in obscurity where that's what actually produces the the really beautiful things in the world and the really helpful things in the world. Yeah. These type of experiences, even the really difficult ones, they are so formative that they shape not only our character, but the the character of, let's say, the future generations. Yes. I can even see it. I can zoom out, let's say, if you allow me the term, yeah. And I can see this happening with the different generations. Yes. Like if, if my grandfather, they had these extreme hurdles, in a way it will, it, with uh, that type of lessons, maybe it gets lost, let's say, for the uh, next generations. Yes. And you you get someone saying like, but saying to the, a father, saying to their children, if you are, if my, if, if I am doing what you are doing to me, to my dad, he will have reacted in a very different way than what I, how I am reacting now. So, you know, I don't want to say that things get watered down, but also that aspect is, is actually there. Yes. In a way, extension removes a lot of pressure and uh, this type of of, uh, having this, uh, a capacity to not only look at the big p- picture, but also sometimes to zoom and hyper focus on 
on the little things in life. Yes. That's what makes all the all the difference. Yes. So where does upcycle come from? Basically, upcycle was my how, how to call it. I got introduced to this uh, movement of upcycling because I was researching into uh, what I call low-tech alternatives to high-tech solutions. So I studied a lot of uh, the so-called uh, third countries in Africa and all of this, and, and I found out uh, a plethora of different uh, low-technologic uh, technologies and, and solutions. So one of them, it was this, this movement of, of uh, upcycling. And upcycling, basically, it's not only how to call it, to put it nicely into words. You know what uh, recycling is, right? Yes, yes. Everybody knows since uh, the 60s that uh, we ought to do uh, recycling and all of that. Right. From, from my own research, I, I realized back in 2013, 14, that recycling is a is a hoax. It doesn't work. Uh, it's it used to be like uh, I used to tell to uh, to people when they ask me. We we take our uh, um, bottles, let's say, recycle them in our garbage. They place them. The government or a, an institution, let's say, funded by the government, places them into containers, and they ship them over to China. And and then they unload them and they put them inside the ground. So th that's not very good in terms of <laughs> yeah. So let's say some things change a bit, but this whole uh, uh, brainwashing that took place with the with the recycling and all the you know the house owners they they get into this mentality that we have to do this because we are helping the environment. Yes. Yes. It doesn't really work. It's like a fugazi. It's like cafe. I don't yeah. Know to... Yeah. And uh, upcycling is the. It's a movement that started back in 2010. Let's say that is a. It's it's an alternative to that approach, and its philosophy is very simple. Basically, if you have like for example, a, a product that reach, had reached, let's say, it's the end of its life cycle. Yes. Instead of thro throwing it away uh -huh. uh, or put it in for recycling or whatever, you can sit down and creatively reuse it. So you can find a way uh -huh. to extend its life cycle by giving it a new purpose. So this is why I told you what we did with the, uh, with the pallets or the old tires. Uh, we transform them into uh, new new things. We use the pallets to create a fence, uh, or, or we use the the tires to create a, a pots in order to plant trees, and, uh, and 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 all of that. So it's a very nice creative, let's say, movement in that way. That it's it's organic. It's it has to do with community building and all of that, and with the idea of of. Uh, Upcycle clubs was to establish, let's say, uh, a loose collective mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't only placed. We were placed physically in in Cyprus, but the idea was much uh, bigger. So we got a lot of a lot of interest from 
places like Spain, uh, from Greece, and for many other countries, even from Latin America, Argentina, and all of that. So people, they started uh, creating this, uh, uh, following our, our recipe, let's say, okay. and creating these small uh, upcycle clubs in their own uh, neighborhood. So this is one of the things that we, we actually did. And the, the, the major contribution of us was that we took it a bit further and we pioneered a term called digital upcycling. So we said that we shouldn't only treat our waste in a creative manner, but we should also treat our digital waste in the similar manner. So let's say uh, you have, you know, the, this, uh, um, this period we, we still get to delete a lot of files, a lot yeah. of videos. Yeah. And because of the size and the limitations, let's say in hardware. Yeah. So our idea was like, if you, if you have like a, a small video, instead of deleting it, upcycle it. So try to promote it in alternative platforms like not YouTube, like Rumble and all of that. So we took small videos, like small videos that made someone uh, laugh, like a user-generated content from the mobile phones, not, not anything fancy. Uh -huh. Basically, uh, if, if someone was uh, sitting at home and their cat or their dog started making something funny and they, and they got into the uh, mood that I have to take a, my smartphone and take a video out of that, so our philosophy said that if it make, made you make that energy or if it made you laugh, it will also make other people laugh. So share that and maybe you can even make some money. So at the end of the day, your pet can help you pay your rent. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we, we tried that. We beta tested it for some years and it, it we saw that it actually works. Wow. And and we did it with, with various uh, projects, like uh, not only with uh, pet videos, but also with these upcycling uh, uh, activities. For example, we have a great painter here in, in Cyprus from another city, Larnaga. Her name is Maria Aristido. And uh, she was... Uh, painting uh, portraits with wasted coffee grounds with coffee wow so that's then the, the de facto definition of uh, upcycling yes and then I, I i told him like i can promote your video in a digital manner so i i did the digital upcycling part part and that video actually ended up uh, featuring in people magazine uh, it featured in in many different different places like Daily Mail, like even it got broad, broadcasted on on NBC, and you know uh, when you are in that uh, uh, let's say business, you you try to get the copyrights for what normally people do not get. So if you give value to that smaller. Uh, yes. Actually, let's say, or the effort that you you've placed into creating something, then you can have multiple benefits. And I love it. That's, 
that was our idea let's see i love it well i've i've um my time is running out I, i'm doing lunch today with uh with gordon gordon never shows up in any of my videos gordon's a pretty shy guy he's a friend of freddie's and um i've gordon's birthday was in october but i was you know i had europe and everything going on so i didn't get a chance to so so i'm finally getting my chance to have lunch with gordon today but um so I've yeah. got to I've got to land the plane here. But anything um, anything else you wanted to bring up that that we should cover in the next little bit? I, I will take this opportunity just to give uh, some of my other uh, favorite channels a, a small shout out. I think okay. it's the best thing I can do with my time. I really like uh, Gavin Gavin Palmer's channel. Yep, uh, it's it's great, and I, and I really loved his arc the the evolution he started like a uh, you know Gavin is a tech guy yeah so now he's venturing into uh, new domains let's say yes. he then had this, uh, uh, this talk with his wife uh, yes and that was like like great I also wanted to uh, to say that there is uh, there are a lot of uh, small channels that uh, people can find out either either by visiting uh, Grimm's channel and uh, hanging out uh, either at the hive mine over there or over at the broken clock uh, tower. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's and and that's another aspect of this that I love that people people have different things to give or to spend. But you can, you can, and again, this is so much like a church. People will visit a church and they're like, I, I, I have trouble getting in. The easiest way to get into a church is with your time and attention. If you give a church your time and attention in time, you will become an indispensable part of that church. You will be loved. You will be valued. You will have status. And it doesn't, and you don't have to be, you know, all of the traditional coins that the world looks at. You don't have to be beautiful. You don't have to be young. You don't have to be able-bodied. Um, many of the people in my church are now getting up in years and they've got walkers and wheelchairs, but they, um, they are indispensable parts of the community because they give the community time and attention and they give the community what they have and what they have. It's just, I, I love your upcycle thing because often what people have is idiosyncratic. And if they, you know, they find, I think it was Parker Palmer said, calling is where um, your great joy meets the world's great need. And mm -hmm. that often, the world is too big. And so you, if you go into a small place with your great joy, you will probably find a matching need that you can meet. And then suddenly you are an integral part of that entire community because nobody else in that community can do what you do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Beautifully said. You know, Chad was asking at one of your, in a comment of one of your videos, what should I do to help? 
And then he came up with these randos and the fragments and the meandering. Yep. So the, I found that beautiful, especially for someone that already has done a lot. And yes. he even found a way to uh, to create something beautiful. Yes. And to bring co-hosts and, you know, uh, create a new, a new corner inside the court. Yes, yes. And, and, and that's what's, you know, as you said with Gavin too, there are, there's this whole shadow, it's shadow community of spouses just outside the corner. Mm-hmm. And Gavin managed to open the window to the shadow community of spouses just with that video. And again, it's Gavin's channel is small. The number of views on that video are maybe three digits. Um, but it's, it's having an impact. And what's amazing is watching this thing grow organically and grow. It's, it's growing powered by joy, which to me, it's not powered by money and money has its place. It's powered by joy because most of these channels are not monetized. And most of these people will make zero or no money from what they're offering but it's powered by joy and to me that's so much more powerful so much more powerful i really loved uh, cw weeks yes he's you know like that also sassy uh sandy Basi, she started a, a channel recently i even got the chance to who uh, sandy oh sandy yes sandy yes yeah sandy. Yeah, uh, once again with meaning, I think. That's yes, the yeah, that's right. Once again with meaning. Yeah. So yeah, it's wonderful to see all of that going on in on this little corner. It is. It is. So great. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I will leave you. Let you go to your dinner with your friend. Thank you so much. Well, thank uh, you. Don't... You you are a you are a huge part of this corner with your encouragement. I mean, you. You are regularly in the hive minds and you are regularly in the comment section and you are encouraging the Chads and the Grizzes and the Gavins and the Sandys and and so you you have you have become really an indispensable part of this corner, even though many people don't that many people don't know it unless you're really paying attention to you know, the little comments, the little people in the little comments. And um, no, you've uh, you've made a huge impact already. And I look forward to seeing you continue to uh, uh, work your magic here in this place. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so Harris. Much. Great talking to you. I'm sure we will talk again. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.